in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. Oh, and this is Daniel. <laughs> and this is Carla. We are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. So I found another cult to talk about because that first one wouldn't have been long enough in theory, but now it might have been. This one is darker, but still ridiculous. And I listen. Okay, the sources for this were xfamily.org, Britannica, and Wikipedia. And the last podcast on the left did four episodes about this. So there's a lot of oh. information. I'm not doing that much or in that much detail. They're fucking funny too and well known. I've narrowed it down to just a brief 45 minute. <laughs> no, they did four Explicit. whole episodes. I listened to all of it. It was good. Okay, so this is the Family International, formerly known as Children of God. Teens for Christ, the family of love, the family, and any other stupid, I don't know. See, they change their name all the time. Christian communal group that grew out of the ministry of David Byrd to hippies who had gathered in Huntington Beach, California in the late 1960s. So they go all into like his backstory as being a failed minister of a of Dutch-born people something. They go all into that of how he probably turned out to be kind of fucked up. But anyways. He kept trying to finally pull this off, this cult, because they figured out hippies liked peanut butter sandwiches. And to watch the movie, Charlie Sheen is in it. It's an old one. A sports one. Oh. Ball something. No, 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 no. God damn it. Boulder. No, no, no. It's not Boulder. No. It's um, Major League. Major League, yeah. (laughs) They would play Major League once a week and pass out peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. I like this cult. I'd have gone. (laughs) And the hippies, see, that's what I mean. And the hippies loved it. You can't go wrong with peanut butter sandwiches. No, they didn't even bother to give them jelly. They're like, fuck that. We'll save money. I can, I can hang with just peanut butter. Yeah, I'm okay with it. So that's how he collected all the hippies. I don't think that these are hippies. I think these are just people that smoke pot. Man, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> Teaches a message of Christian love based on scripture and Berg's prophecies. In 1969, the group then known as Teens for Christ left California because of Berg's prediction of a future earthquake. Oh, wow. California might have an earthquake. And it might snow this winter. (laughs) It reorganized as the Children of God, C-O-G, and Berg became known as Moses David. So we're making ourselves like more important because he called him Moses. Initially seen as part of Jesus people revival, then sweeping through the hippie communities, the Children of God were distinguished by their beliefs that Berg was God's end time messenger. In the early 1970s, inspired by the apocalyptism, members of the sect dressed in sack clothes and conducted demonstrations denouncing Americans' abandonment of God. It's typical cult stuff. Typical. <laughs> typical. My mother joined when I was a baby. Christina Babin grew up in the religious cult Children of God, created by David Berg in 1968. And they love-bombed her and sang her songs and told her they were going to change the world and Uh, give her and her kids a meaningful, purposeful life. And so she joined. And that's how my story began. On the surface, Children of God members practiced Christian beliefs and communal living. Daily life was um, very strict, very structured. So you woke up, you prayed, you did indoctrination, and then you went out on the street and begged for money and food. There was not very much time for school. Most of us don't have more than a sixth grade education. I have less personally. They believed 
they believed in Jesus and salvation and witnessing and evangelizing. In 1974, in accord with Berg's goal of creating an organization composed entirely of full-time missionaries, most of COG members had scattered throughout the world to live communally and to spread Berg's message. The Children of God was formed in the freewheeling 1960s by an evangelist named David Berg. He started out of a storefront church in Huntington Beach, California. His formula was simple. People could gain salvation through sex. Beautiful men and women, beautiful youth, even beautiful sex. The group fit in with the hippie youth culture of the time, using comic books and music to attract people. From the outside, it looked like a very happy group. But the outside world didn't know that the singing was allegedly a soundtrack for sex. He communicated his teachings through a series of Mo letters. M-O. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be memo or like Mo's it. Like, I don't know what it is. It was Mo Money, Mo, mo Problems. Mo Money, Mo Problems. Uh, recast as a periodical, they named the new... <laughs> the new good news. It was really just whatever he thought of off the top of his head. And then you put things at the end like, cool, man, to talk to the hippies. <laughs> things that, cool, man. You get my vibe? Do you dig it? He'd put stuff like that at the end where it's just like. Isn't this totally groovy? Yeah, it would just be some weird random. And on last podcast on the left, they do read some of the Mo letters in a very funny voice. And it's funny. <laughs> Tubular, man. <laughs> He published nearly 3,000 letters over a period of 24 years. So this is how people, there's no internet. So this is how he controlled everyone that he spread across the world. Is that like mailing them or uh, faxing them eventually these Mo letters on what I want you to do. In 1978, he initiated a major reorganization that led the children of God to disband and reconstitute as the family. During the same period, Berg led his followers to free themselves from sexual inhibition and taboos. The Ten Commandments were done away with by the law of Jesus Christ, the law of love. God now only has one law, the law of love, to love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. He said, Jesus himself said, the Son of God, in this law, he said, dwelleth all the law and all the prophets, all fulfilled in this one law, just this one law of love. Fulfills all ten and all the rest put together. So we don't need them anymore. We're no longer under the laws of Moses. We're no longer under the Ten Commandments. We're no longer under all that religious falderal and rigmarole and form and ceremony and temple worship. All you have to have to worship God today is your own heart. And carry this temple, which is the temple of His Holy Spirit. God's Word says so. This is the temple of his Holy Spirit today. And this is where you must worship him. Within the temple, the holy heart. In your, the temple of your heart. Into which Jesus said, I will come in if you just open the door. Open the door of your heart. Make your body my temple and I'll come in. This is the temple of God today. And... This is where he dwells today, and his only law is love for Jesus. To love the Lord with all thy heart and thy neighbors thyself. That is the only religion that counts 
is to have the love of God in your heart. For example, in a practice called flirty fishing, he encouraged female members to use their feminine charms whilst witnessing God's love to lonely men, a tactic that would often lead to sexual activity. All right. So he wanted the women to be prostitutes and I'd to have, give him I'd the money. I'd have been sucked in twice if you had walked up to me and said, let me tell you, you want me to tell you about my religion? I have peanut butter sandwiches, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> and we'll have sex afterwards. I'd have been like, fuck yes, I'm that's, there. That's fuck exactly yes. the goal is that you're going right. to sleep with them. And these men are like, okay, I'll listen to whatever you say as long as you're going to suck me off at the end. I mean, Jesus doesn't really turn me on, but if that's where we are in life, I'll take that's, it. If that's where you're going, then that's where I'm going too. The <laughs> data obtained. From TFI suggests that from 1974 to 1987, members had sexual contact with almost 224,000 people <laughs> while practicing flirty fishing. I hope they were practicing something It's like else. a fisher of men. Like I'm p- casting my net, only it's a vagina, and I'm catching men and reeling them in. Okay, but like, uh, Wow. Yeah, like, do you think they used protection? No, they did not. Okay. <laughs> That's where Carla got grossed out. Yeah. Uh, No, but in his Mo letters, though, he would write about how he wanted the females to cut their pubic hair. He didn't want it all shaved off, but he didn't want it to be too bushy. Nice trim. Yeah, so it's like your prophet person is sending you creepy letters telling you how to shave your bush. And you're just like, (laughs) I feel like this isn't religion. (laughs) I don't know what this is. Well, you know... Cle- cleanliness and shaven bushiness is next yeah. to godliness. Yep. Yep. It, it's so, but he gives all his personal experiences. And we will come to find that David Berg is an incestuous pedophile, is what he is. And I think, like, it didn't matter if you were related to him or not. And even including his mother, I believe. No. And he wrote about it in the Mo letters, like, no. describing it to everyone. No. And when he was like 19 or something and how, what a glory. He also encouraged sexual sharing among the adults in the family. So passing around spouses. Sharing is caring. Yep. Loving Jesus is a term TFI members use to describe their intimate sexual relationship with Jesus. They had All they right. Had a what now? <laughs> Love- they, they had a what? Yes, loving Jesus, teaching as a radical form of bridal theology. They believe the church of followers is Christ's bride, called to love and serve him with wifely f- <laughs> fervor. There it is, <laughs> wifely fervor. <laughs> Feather. But they take bridal theology further, encouraging members to imagine Jesus is joining them during sexual intercourse and masturbation. That's no. Like you're getting these letters telling you to visualize this and you're like, I don't want you to tell me how to do that. Like, that's really gross. But like you were saying, if you're like uh, most people are you think everyone's doing it. And it's like, even though the line is not a longer line, you're like, okay, it's a longer line. However, male members are to visualize themselves as women in order to avoid a homosexual relationship with Jesus. Oh, so that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's 2019 now, so this that yeah. isn't so crazy nowadays. No, it was he only said that because he probably tried sleeping with men and it wasn't his thing. So he wasn't gay, so he no one else was allowed to be gay either. Oh, I think women were okay. Lesbians were okay. Lesbians. But not Gay men. I'm, I'm, this is all over the place. Oh, it's so bizarre. This sexual activity led to problems in the 1980s, most specifically herpes. 
spread among family members. Yeah. Also, pedophilia within the group was permitted and encouraged through graphic comic book style pamphlets. Usually it was done by other people that were not your parents, but you gave your children to the cult. So the cult raised you as a collective. Everybody was your parent. So most parents didn't participate. Some did. But the thing that is very interesting is that at 11, I had already been taught that women were sexual objects, that we were supposed to be God's whores. So it was not that shocking to me that they took me aside and said, here, we're going to teach you how to have sex because this is part of your training. What surprised me was that I didn't like it. And I thought there was something wrong with me, that something was wrong with my heart, my soul, because I didn't enjoy the thing that David Berg said that I should. Wow. Of course, you were not alone. This was happening to many children inside the cult. Yeah, and they go into way more than that. This, Do you know what cult? Who came out of this? Joaquin Phoenix and all his siblings. And really? the, the drummer of Fleetwood Mac, I think. Oh my God, Mick Fleetwood was in this cult? One of them. One of the, I don't know if it's the drummer or the guitar, someone. Lindsey Buckingham? No, is a guy. John McVie? Maybe. Lindsey is a guy. Okay, sorry. That's what you know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't know. And I don't know if it was the one, but that's, I read that. And Rose McGowan, I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was in this and she talked about it on Howard Stern, like how fucked up this shit was. And obviously a bunch of other people that weren't celebrities, but... The first celebrity they reeled in was Jeremy Spencer, original guitarist for the band Fleetwood Mac. He abandoned the group in 1971 before a gig at the Whiskey on the Sunset Strip. And the actor River Phoenix was in the sect as a child. He once said in an interview that he had lost his virginity at the age of four. Later, he said he was only kidding. All too soon... He died of a drug overdose on the Sunset Strip. Funny, it turned out it put out that many. Yeah, because they're like, got out of it probably because they were wow. talented. I don't Joaquin know. Phoenix had herpes. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Cut, Cut that. that. I will. Um, <laughs> no, but you think about it. He's kind of a bizarre human. Like, he was the Joker. I wonder if he can call on, like, childhood issues. and Like little actors. Absolutely. We had to smile nonstop. You could not have a bad day. If you were frowning, if you did not appear to be constantly happy, both inside the commune and out, we rehearsed smiling. We rehearsed what to say if we were asked questions. And it was always, I'm happy, I'm loved, I'm cared for. Now, what people don't know is loved meant we allow you to work and we show our love by being sexual with you and by disciplining you and by not allowing you to be a child. Did you, were you surprised? I mean, I know you didn't know Rose McGowan or Joaquin Phoenix, but were you surprised when you learned that they had also been in the God cult? Not really. It, um, it makes a lot of sense to me that former cult members would be good actors and would express themselves that way just because of how much we performed as children. It makes sense that they would do it so well. Rose's book has got a, just a heart-wrenching recitation of her time in that group and how she finally got out. And she says that for her father, that the incest was the last straw. He, that was the point at which he said, I'm out. In 1983, and over the next several years, the group began to curtail this sexual activity. Child protection rules were initiated, were instituted, and in 1987, flirty fishing was discontinued. <laughs> so they're like, God, the older we get, like, this shit, like, I don't think people like this shit. This is like becoming a lot of work. Mm -hmm. 
the sheriff. And, like they know me too well at the like the minute clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there one too many times. <laughs> The sharing of adult partners within the group continues and remains the family's most distinctive and controversial practice. Would you remember the first age where it dawned on you what's happening here is not normal? Honestly, I always had this sick feeling in my stomach. It never felt right. It was more the absence of feeling what was normal. The, The group starts off as this sort of you know, we're all about God and Jesus and we love people. And then it morphed into this sick sex cult. I understand the authorities out of New York in 1974. So actually looked into the group. You, you were, were you born yet? I was born in 1974. Okay. And decided there was nothing they could do because it was a religious organization. Yes. How is it that the authorities seem to have failed you Time after time after time in shutting this thing down. The excuse that we're given by the FBI, and they have many files. There's all kinds of evidence all over the internet. The Library of Santa Barbara has an entire collection of the cult's doctrine and teachings. But we are told because the crimes were committed overseas that they are untouchable. We're also told that uh, the statute of limitations is expired. So I'm not. On child rape? Yes. It's, it is it's shocking. But now there is, there's a few reasons that it gets complicated. We were trafficked. We were moved constantly. We were never taught anybody's names. So it's very difficult to learn your abusers' names. And, you think that was by design? Oh, absolutely. Um, and we were told it was for security reasons. So we never shared our personal names with any, anybody. So nobody knew our names either. Sense any remorse on their part? Was there any shame attached to it on their end? Um, the first time, actually, yes. Um, and it's, it's, it was a terrible moment, but it was also a beautiful moment for me to get a glimpse into how much control the cult had over people and how I wasn't the only one. But it is important to mention that most of these people were brainwashed. They were controlled. If they rebelled, they could possibly lose their children and never see them again. So this cult was about control. And controlling somebody's sexuality is one of the best ways to control somebody. Sexual abuse is always about power. It's not about lust. So you control somebody's sexuality. You control the most intimate part of their soul. And then after that, you can ask them to do all kinds of things. That was the controversial one, mm. not the incest and the fucking... Well, they, they got rid of that, but kept the, the family, the spouse swapping, wife swap. Isn't that a show on TLC? Yeah, but it's not like that. Are you sure? <laughs> There's one that came comes on after midnight. <laughs> Biking! <January 18. laughs> Biking! It's good for Mike! That's what that was, yeah. <laughs> 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 The group also believed in spirit helpers, which included angels, departed humans. I could I could do that. I could follow that. Uh, but other religious and mythical figures and even celebrities. For example, the goddess Aphrodite, because this they called David Berg like sexy. Everyone called him like he's sexy. And it's like, no, he's horny. They changed the word to be like not as offensive. And it's like. He's a horny old man. So, of course, Aphrodite is his, like, goddess of choice. I do not think that word means what you think think it it means. means. (laughs) (laughs) They also, uh, the snowman, Merlin, the Sphinx, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Richard Nixon, and Winston Churchill. 
Were there spirit people? Yeah, wow, were there they spirit helpers? Up, they ended up on the the end with some real buttes. Yeah, okay, but, but the snowman. Richard Nixon. Nothing makes me think of sex more than thinking of Richard, <laughs> Richard Nixon, Nixon and Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill. <laughs> okay, were these people even dead though? I don't know. <laughs> what year is this? I don't know. I I mean, I don't know when those. It's just something in okay. overall, but maybe they weren't dead. I don't know. But the snowman in Merlin, I'm, I'm signing up for. Like, like he was the current president, and they're like, he's that spiritual guy. He's <laughs> so spiritual. Berg died in 1994, and the world was all better for it, and was succeeded by his wife, Karen Zerby, taking the titles of queen, prophetess, prophetress, mm-hmm. and Mama Maria. I don't know why. I'm changing my business cards. Mm-hmm. She married Steve Kelly, also known as Peter Amsterdam. <laughs> I don't know why. I know they all have different names. That's like a really good like, they, stripper name. I know. It's <laughs> my new drag name. Peter Amsterdam. But they didn't change. It feels like cults will make you change your name to something religious sounding. But this, it's just like, no, you just have to change it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Trixie Longbottom. Who... Was an assistant of Berg's, whom Berg had handpicked as the consort to marry his wife when he died, and Steve took the title King Peter. (laughs) 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 King Peter. (laughs) Well, if she's going to call herself Queen, yeah, yeah. I dub thee King Peter Amsterdam of. The cult thing. The cult that we change the name of every month. <laughs> Ricky Rodriguez. Isn't that a baseball player? Is that from the Sandlot? Um, yeah, but... Uh, no. No. Uh, Benny, Benny Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, okay. I wasn't far off. Was the biological son of Karen Zerby and fathered by a local hotel employee using the flirting fishing technique. So people would get STDs and kids. Maybe at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so people got pregnant from it. And it wasn't a bad thing, though, because you were going to raise the kid then in the cult and it increases your members because this cult is big. And he was considered to be the unofficial adopted son of David Berg. Ricky later developed a deep-seated resentment towards Berg and his mother due to the sexual abuse he had suffered as a child. Yeah, that'll do it. He was featured in all the pamphlets, which they were able to destroy because there was no internet and not get in trouble for. David Berg adopted Ricky. He renamed him David Dito and groomed him to take over. But critics claim Ricky was also David Berg's guinea pig. He began to focus on him not just as a potential heir, but as a model for how to raise children. From an early age, Ricky was exposed to sexual activity. It was no longer wrong for an adult woman to have sex with a young boy. It was commonplace. He was also forced into sexual contact with a series of so-called nannies. David Berg's most undeniably sinister work was a book called The Story of David Dito. It was Ricky's story, and it had pictures of him as a boy, even as an infant, having sexual contact with a young woman. There's images of uh, two-year-old Ricky in a bathtub with a nude woman and sort of playing with her and whatnot. Um, and there's descriptions of, of uh, sexual acts. Parents in the sect were encouraged to use Ricky's story as a guide for their own children. Well, there was fondling and groping by adults. You let them touch your breasts or whatever. And it was very odd because you go to the table 
and there'd be all the women and stuff, you know, and all you would see is boobs, boobs, boobs all around the table, you know. In January of 2005, he arranged a meeting with former associate of his mother's who was involved in the abuse, Angela Smith, formerly Susan Joe Cotton, Caton. So it was like her name. Change it to okay. Yeah, all it's right. not religious either way. And stabbed her to death in no, his apartment. No, it's because Angela was the lady from the office. Uh, <laughs> so that's rabies. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know mm. which one. <laughs> and so he stabbed her to death in his apartment and then drove to Blythe, California, where he shot himself in the head. He was he didn't have a good time. Oh, no. He had earlier filmed a video where he explained what he planned to do and then mailed it this video to a friend where it was received in the a few days after the murder suicide and then released to the public because why not? Yeah. So they if, pre- I, if I got that video, I'd be like, don't don't put this on me, Ricky yeah, Bobby. Ricky Bobby, <laughs> don't put this on me. Don't put this on me. On January 9th, Ricky set up a home video camera in his kitchen. He sat at the table with a gun, ammunition, and a knife. This is my weapon of choice. Ricky intended to do away with David Dito for good. After he made this tape, he met a former nanny, Angela Smith. She was 51. She had been secretary to David Berg and Karen Zerbe. She was one of the women featured in the story of David Dito. Ricky claimed she had had sexual contact with him when he was a child. Ricky Rodriguez stabbed her three times and slashed her throat. Then he got into his Chevy and started to drive. He drove for hours, speaking to his wife on the cell phone. He told her that Angela Smith never realized she had done anything wrong, not even at the end. Ricky said he really wanted to kill his mother. He drove 200 miles to the small desert town of Blythe, California. He wound up at the Palo Verde Irrigation District. It seems he had just ran out of road. He stopped the car took out a gun, and fired. It's an awesome responsibility and a horribly awesome responsibility for any person, for any young man to have to bear. It's a horrible thing. He's talking about how he's going to torture this woman. For information, he wants to find his mother. Like, that's who he wants to kill. So he's going to, he's like, got his, and it kind of feels like die hard. Like, he's growing, because he grew up in the cult, he didn't. Ha- he wasn't exposed to like our culture. So as in a, as he was older, he just absorbs all the movies, and that becomes his personality. These are all the action movies he's watched, and so it kind of he's got music in the background. So you're kind of like want him to win. Like yeah, go fucking kill her. Yeah. I was like, I can't endorse that, but go ahead. And so he's talking about all the tools of torturing her. Like I have to get it out of her. Like I don't really want to, but I'm going to. And then he texted his ex girlfriend or something. That killing people is a lot harder than I thought it would be. And he could, I don't know if he got the information out of her where his mother was. He said she was so confused as to why he didn't like her. Like, you know, like, what did I do wrong? I don't even know what you're talking about. And it's like, dude, like, I remember you. Like, you can't just pull that culty shit now. <laughs> so, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she was an older woman, too. So it's oh. like, because this happened so long ago. And it's like, I don't want to tell someone how to process their trauma, but I, you're not supposed to murder people to do it so he that was the thing is i don't know if he ever got the right therapy or enough therapy but he became like an electrician or something and almost could have had a normal life but it was so bad that he couldn't and i i don't know if he ever found out where his mother was and then decided no i just can't live because he wasn't a bad person that he just decided to kill himself instead 
So it's unfortunate he couldn't kill his mother rather than this woman. <laughs> Either way, whatever. That's a sad end to that. And I glossed over a lot of stuff. And there's some of the stuff that the last podcast on the left wouldn't even read. They're like, no. They're like, if you want to go read some of the 3,000 Mo letters, you can find it. But he's like, but I'm not reading child porn to you. And it was like, exactly. <gasps> oh, exactly. Oh, my God. So if you want to go read it, you can. Yeah, he's a sexy guy. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. He slept with his daughter-in-laws. That <gasps> was a big one. While making his sons watch. That was a big thing. And they were Ugh. all they were all cool with it, though, because they were so brainwashed. Like, you do you, grandpuppy. Yeah. Hey. And then, but Where's my peanut butter sandwich? <laughs> Put on Major League. <laughs> <laughs> Crank it up. I can't hear it. It's Charlie Sheen. He just does it for everybody. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's why I can't watch Two and a Half Men anymore. It's no, like it's not morning. the same. It's just too much. We want to tell you that we did reach out to this organization for comment. They said to us in part, although the Family International, that's what they're called now, has apologized for any hurt, real or perceived, that any member or former member may have experienced, we do not give credence to tales of institutionalized abuse told by those who seek to promote their personal agendas or causes or for financial gain. And they say that your account reads like sensationalized fiction because you've you, um, posted an online account uh, and suggest you're trying to solicit funding for a book and therefore are not to be believed. Want to respond to that? Um, they said exactly what I thought they would. Can we talk about these prison camps? Because I know you were sent all over Japan, the Philippines. You were in a prison camp? And what, what does that mean? So when we as teenagers and me personally wrote that I no longer wanted to have sex with adults. A lot of other people started asking for an education or to leave. They made camps. I was sent with my brother to the Philippines and I was in a camp. We had walls with barbed wire and glass. We had armed guards from the Filipino military keeping us in. They would publicly beat you if you asked to leave they would isolate you. They would um, make you fast for days at a time and then try to break you and get you to confess. And that's, yeah. How did you put an end to that phase of your time? The world actually took notice and started raiding communes around the world. So they shut it down and sent us out. I was sent back to the U.S. Uh, to be part of a media home in California to tell the world that we were happy and um, that we were okay. and uh, But it took me until I was about 21 to actually leave. Wow. The, it doesn't seem like you could possibly get out. I mean, like, when I hear that you were born in, into the cult basically at one, you get to 21. How did you get out? I met my husband, and he uh, told the leadership that he was bringing me home to visit his parents. I was shocked. We can't do that. <laughs> and... Uh, they were so loving and accepting. They didn't know me, but they welcomed me into their home. They had normal dinners where the family sat down together and just showed me that there was something outside that was kind and gentle. And then you were allowed to like leave and nobody bothered you? They, they came around a little bit trying to get us to come back. But once you're 18, they no longer want you because uh, you have to be there of your own free will. At the start of the 21st century, the Family International had about 10,000 members in more than 90 countries. Yeah. That ain't right. Making it the most successful communal group to emerge from the 1960s uh, counterculture era. So how does this connect to Indiana? Hmm? Xfamily.org. 
is a website put together with all the satellite locations of this group that goes by different names under different aliases under different different businesses. Because that's how you confuse and manipulate people if you're not called Cult International or the family or I let let my father-in-law fuck me group. Like, it's not called that. (laughs) When you put it it that way, you know. (laughs) Yeah. On this list, what they had listed for Indiana was Frown Busters Outreach, Indiana. And I think it works with kids. And I don't fully understand what it is. That if it's a therapy or if it's clowns but it honestly frown- sounds like clowns yeah it's terrible i i don't understand so i'm not trying to badmouth these businesses if they aren't really this but it was on dot org and i trust a good dot org ladies and gentlemen and then healing hearts usa indianapolis yes i saw that one yeah and i don't really know what they do you couldn't there. get you can't get like info yeah and it's like i don't know what they are what they again it felt like therapy but it's like you get there and then they teach you that your psychiatrist isn't right and your meds you don't need and you oh, just no. need Jesus and then it's like and you need to sleep with your father-in-law and it's like oh, I think you escalated too quickly you didn't bring <laughs> out the peanut butter sandwiches first <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ease them into it yeah so I and then <sighs> Refugio de Paz in Carmel Indiana and that one and when you click on it doesn't come up in English so they're oh yeah so those are the three locations that they list in yeah, I don't. That are still operating? That's what it said, yeah. Because they have so many satellite locations, because that's how you get the most members. And So don't go to those places for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> go to psychologytoday.org. Get a regular therapist. Yeah. And take your psych meds. Yeah. Don't trust them that religion will fix your mental disorder. Yeah, that kind of That mean, up. you just gotta. That's really. Mm. If you're, mm-mm. Mm-mm. if you're mm-mm. a doc, if you're not a doctor, you shouldn't. Mm-mm. 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 That's like mm, that's not good advice. I'm so confused. Like aliens, my and brain is jello. S- yeah, UFO cult, God's space station. This would have been a good one for Zach. I feel like he knows <sighs> all the cults. Yeah, he's, he's a cult guy. Cult guy. I, I mean, I'm sure there's more. Someone said, list one of your friends one. that would join a cult. I pick Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I admit I could be manipulated into it. I mean, they'd have to have chocolate too. Not I'd just like to think butter. I'd be the person that's like, that line's not <laughs> long. <laughs> it's not what is wrong with you people. <laughs> I would be like, just go. It's fine. Just go. <laughs> so I hope everyone doesn't join a cult. You should call your dad. Maybe, but you could have brought awareness. They're like, holy fuck, I'm in a cult. Maybe, maybe when someone who listens go to goes to Healing Hearts USA. Really? Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe you should look further into that and don't trust anyone who works there. You mean I'm not supposed to be having sex with my father-in-law? No. God. (laughs) No. Well, you know, quite frankly, I enjoy your dad's company, so. I know. Mm -mm. I know. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not today. So, creepy old men. I'm not sad he's dead. Not. The the one guy from Taiwan that just wanted UFOs to come down, I don't, I mean, I feel. I feel like his intentions were pure. Except he knew he needed some cash flow. So he's like, hey, cough it up if you want to ride on the spaceship. He at least didn't make anyone. I'll put in a good word for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't make anyone commit suicide. No, and I don't, I like don't he... think like they, I don't, not, as far as I know, they didn't abuse or kill anyone. But yeah, I mean, they didn't, maybe they didn't exploit any children. Like... Maybe it just, and that's why he didn't last as long, apparently. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, but he, Makes me feel like there's more to it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't find anything else. I looked a lot. I list off all my resources. I'm going to heaven. And I don't even need a spaceship to get there. 
<laughs> I'm taking the airplane. Remember the airplane with the chemtrails. Oh, there was something else that was like they read 007 in the sky, and that was a sign, but it was really promotion for the movie 00. James Bond, you know. Okay, uh, seven is a godly number. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> what are they like? He's communicating they with were like, us. Double O seven, March thirty first. Like, oh my god! Finally, <laughs> the truth speaks to us in the clouds, and they're like, "No, that's when the movie comes out." So we like, must go to Gary. <laughs> Load him up, Gary, Indiana. We'll stop by and we'll see Michael Jackson's childhood <laughs> home on the way. Isn't It'll that, be fun in that demon house. I think they bulldozed that's it. Bulldozed. Yeah. Okay, folks, I think that's it. That's all I got. Rate, review, subscribe. No no negative. I can't handle it in my life. I'll have to join a cult if you talk bad about us on the IT reviews, and no one wants that. We're going to talk bad about you in the cult. Yeah. Boom. Super secret cult. Yeah. We have fancy rituals and shit. Yeah. And the outsiders are going to be called Jinglabongs. Jinglabongs. <laughs> You're just going to make shit up. They do make weird up names. See? I they wear robes. you got to wear some red robes. Shun right. the Jinglabong. <laughs> And Shun just, them. The weird initiations we'll where you put, have to like we'll put dog poop in paper bags and light them on fire. fire. It got the shit poop. <laughs> nice piece of shit. My oh my! Wait till old man Clemens realizes it's a bag of shit. He gonna shit when he realizes it's shit. <laughs> Who got the lighter?
What's up? Nothing. You falling in love with the wall or something? I had an accident. You had an accident? What does that mean? You! Oh, I know. Okay. Uh... Don't worry, buddy. You hang tight. I'll be right back. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes! You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man. Ernie pees pants, too. All right. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh! That was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go! You yeah. know, there's a chance someone who is younger listening to this. You won't get it. I can put the audio what clips the in. Fuck? I put the Goonies clip in the other day. That we Billy recorded. Madison is a funny-ass movie. Yes, I probably watch. shouldn't have been watching it when I was 12. No, but that's okay. But it's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's that. right. That's how old you would have been. Instead of joining a cult, you were watching that. Yeah. <laughs> they cool rig. <laughs> With oil rules. <laughs> I'm the shampoo. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm the shampoo. If <laughs> pee in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> we have to stop or I'll just put too many clothes in. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. Oh, really, fool? Really? <laughs> stop looking at me, Swan. It's so dumb. Why are we the way we are? I don't know. That's a fantastic movie. No, I need to put the audio clips of her in here because she wanted to record before you guys got here. And she goes, when I get older, I'm going to record with Daddy and Carla and you and You're me. a lot older. I know. I was like, man, honey. I was like, how far are you? Like, it's 18. <laughs> and so. Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. <laughs> Daddy's in prison. And he won't be home for a long time. My dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to get going right now. I got to get on the bus. I ride the bus for the city and watch the bus drivers. Kind of this program they got to make sure they Billy. turn the wheels right. And... Billy, you forgot your stuff. <laughs> Come on, honey. Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. <laughs> so she's like... So, like, six minutes of her just talking, and she's sick. So she was all the energy she had to do the six minutes of her performance. And she said a lot of things. And at one point, she goes, the juice is loose. The juice is loose. The juice is loose. <laughs> Who told you that? Did Daddy tell you that? No, I heard you say, juice is loose. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your upbringing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Who said that to you? <laughs> She's like, she goes, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> and I was like, but I just go, I'm so sorry for your child. And I'm no, so there sorry. was no, remember there was one night I said the juice is yes, loose and it, she repeated it. it. And I was like, Daniel. You need her to come back. Well, that's back. better than some of the stuff the, she's repeated. Yeah. You yeah. need her to come back. What was it the other day she said? She goes, you said 
Daddy, why you say fucking piece of shit? <laughs> no, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. When? Oh, she did because it was in the was TV. In her, you hit the TV it with the remote TV. and broke the TV because the internet was so fucking slow. And she was, and what? you looked at me and she could see you look at me when I said it, and she's like, "Oh, I get to say it now." <laughs> I was like, "No, not that." I didn't say that. I said, "Pucking Weeson mitts." <laughs> I came up with something. <laughs> I, oh. That's not what I said. What did you say? I don't know. I just didn't say that. that. It's something you, else. You get her back in here and say the Billy Madison quotes. <laughs> Thank you back. very much, Miss Lippy. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dumber. Have haven't listened to it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Tell more to find us. Instagram. We're on Instagram, right? Oh yeah, that's Instagram, my favorite one. Twitter. At Hoosier Homicide Facebook, you can like us. Send us messages. We reply. I don't, but we do. I do. I try um, to. And we're on all the podcast places. Yep. I'm sure they'll come up with another one that we'll have to freaking say. Yeah. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. Corn cold. What are you going to ask Santa for Christmas? Um, a toy new helicopter because we lose it and a new cubo for Boris and some presents for you and Daddy. And then it's a special surprise for me and you guys. And Santa and Elf can bring whatever they want. Oh, that's nice. And I love it. And I draw the picture of a heart for Santa Claus and a mini thunder. Well, well, it's loving, but well, if you like what's me. your elf's name? Um, Chili. Why is she named Chili? Um, because it's it's chilly outside. Oh, good. Yeah, I like that. I named her that day when she was a little kid. Oh. Now I'm like grown up and I'm four. A grown up and you're four. I'm gonna turn five on next birthday. Then I can do the podcast with you. You can? Yeah. <laughs> a whole podcast with you and Daddy and Carla. And me, too. I can do it all. No, no, don't. Yeah, yeah we got to go to Nina's.